you do today that feels indulgent, that's not food. This is the Jill Cruz podcast, and this is Jill Cruz. So I think that we are conditioned to have a few things that make us feel good. And one of those is definitely food. Food is just such an easy, welcoming, simple little item that, you know, it doesn't complain. It doesn't ask for anything in return. It doesn't talk back. <laughs> it doesn't give us any issues. It doesn't make us feel guilty, except if we eat too much and don't feel good about what we were eating, then maybe we have some guilt. But generally speaking, you know, when we're eating, it's just like, yeah, yeah I can really enjoy this. And so much of what, when we think of indulgence, we think of food, of dessert, of indulging in chocolate or champagne or a big steak or, you know, whatever it is that you think is, is maybe a little bit outside of what you normally eat, but that's appealing and you just enjoy it so much. But there's like a little guilt that goes with it, right? Like, oh, can I do this? Can I eat? all this chocolate or can I really have a big steak or a glass of milk or <laughs> whatever it is? I want to talk about indulgence because if food is our main source of indulgence, then that becomes a problem. So I, I just want to, you know, kind of explore this idea. Is, is food your main source of indulgence? And if it is, why is that? That's something to think about. Is, is there something else that you can do or is it just so easy to indulge in food? And, and then this conversation comes around to, well, what is the purpose of indulgence or, you know, is indulgence good or bad and why do we indulge? So that's something to think about as well. It doesn't really matter. You know, these are to a certain extent semantics. The question is, are you providing yourself with satisfaction, with satiety, with comfort, with rewards, with relaxation, with creative pleasure, with pleasure in general? Do you feel satisfied? And so those are the things that I think when we're lacking in those areas, food is just so easy to fill that void. I mean, it's like, gosh, all I have to do is go to the store. I don't even have to go to the store. I could just order it and have it magically appear at my door, which is cool. But, you know, so many women come to us and they, they are wondering, you know, how can I lose weight? How can I be healthy? And that's the desire, right? Maybe you want to change the way you look or you want to change the way you feel. And that's something I've talked about in a lot of other podcasts is like, ultimately, the path to that change that feels pleasurable and easy even, I believe is paved with first accepting what is. So when you are striving so hard to change something that is because you don't like it, you kind of can easily get stuck in this weird, uh, you know, merry-go-round of, I hate the way I look, I hate the way I feel, but I also hate doing all the things that I think that I have to do to feel better and look better. And that is a vicious cycle that is, is definitely perpetuated by the diet industry that, you know, you have to suffer in order to lose weight, to feel better, to feel healthier, to feel lighter, to feel stronger, all of that stuff. 
So this is a deeper conversation because it's really not about what you eat. It's about, first of all, what is your relationship with yourself? What is your relationship with food? And are you caring for yourself in a way that is indulgent? And I, I would love to invite you to feel, you know, the two, my two favorite words around this are like indulgence and expansiveness. And how can you feel indulgent and expansive in your life if you do feel satiety at your meals because you're eating whole foods, nutrient-dense foods that are right for your body? The satiety will be there. And that's great because that's really the first step is if your body is not satisfied physiologically, like you haven't eaten enough protein, you haven't eaten enough fiber or healthy fats, you haven't drank enough water, or perhaps for you, it's maybe a texture thing. Like some, some people can drink a smoothie and be totally satisfied and other people are like, no, I want to chew on something. So whatever that requires for your body is a journey of discovery and it shouldn't involve dieting. It should involve, you know, true curiosity and also good information, right? Because there's a lot of crappy nonsense out there that we get allured by. It's like, oh, you know, do this special new thing, this, this magical, you know, plant food from Taiwan or something. And it's, you know, expensive. I've talked about this before in the podcast. It's like we, we get enticed by these things, but the basics are the basics. And, and I, we, in our programs, we always recommend just go back to the basics, just go back to the basics. And that is eating whole foods and eating enough protein, fat, healthy fats and fibers for your body, drinking enough water and feeling satisfied at your meals. So if you are seeking physiological, physical satiety because you're not eating meals that satisfy you, that's the first place to start. Just start there. But then, as I said, this whole conversation gets much bigger because if we feel lack in our lives, lack of pleasure, lack of creativity, lack of those rewards, lack of, you know, uh, just feeling comforted and soothed or, or feeling relaxed and at ease and also lack of feeling freedom. If we feel that in any area of our lives, guess what happens to a lot of us? We're going to go to the thing that's easy and that's food for the vast majority of us, right? It could also be alcohol or, or drugs. It could also be shopping it could be fighting, right? Getting engaged in arguments and like attracting a lot of drama in your life. It could be overworking. Um, it could be playing video games. You know, it, it could be getting into weird relationships with people and, and being focused again, like on that drama. So if your life isn't perfect and mine isn't, so hello, <laughs> this isn't about judging yourself. It's about observing. If your life is not perfect in every area, there are reasons for that. You deserve for your life to be perfect based on your standards, what feels good to you, in every area of your life, your health, your relationships, your financial world, all of that should be going really well. And if it's not going really well, then that's an opportunity 
for you to observe. It's not a chance for you to judge yourself or to feel depressed about, oh gosh, things are just not going well here, 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 and here. And that's why I seek out food or something else or alcohol to feel better. Yeah, okay, so feel bad about that for a few minutes. And then the discovery is, well, why? You know, what is it about my life that I can change? Because we, that's what empowered health is all about. My whole mission is empowered health for women. So empowered health for women is about, first of all, not feeling bad or judging yourself about what your life looks like right now (laughs) or your health, right? It's about taking a very holistic perspective on your life and then realizing that you can always choose something different. And you may feel stuck and that's okay. You know, like, oh, I feel stuck. How does that feel? Not so good. Explore that. If you believe that you feel stuck, then you feel stuck, right? (laughs) So what's that about? Change in life, improvement of your health, losing weight is about, it starts in your mind. It starts in your mind It's and with that awareness, without the judgment, or maybe the judgment comes and you say, oh yeah, there I go judging myself again. That's okay. Let me see. Let me just, you know, let, let that happen and then accept that about myself. And let me move on to the next thought, which is, oh, what can I learn from this? So I'm observing, maybe I'm doing a little judging, I'm accepting all of that, I'm accepting what is, and then I'm saying, well, okay, do I have a choice in this matter? Is there something I can do personally that I can control about this? And this is where I always love to talk about, there are only really two main things that you can control about your life, and that's your thoughts and your actions. So we can't control what other people think about us, even though we try. And we can't control the past, even though we wish we could, right? Go back and change things. So spending a lot of time thinking about, oh, what is everybody going to think about me? Or, oh, I regret that. And I feel guilty about this. And I have shame around that. Again, allow yourself to have those feelings, but it's not productive because you literally cannot control those things. So what I like to encourage people to do is to shift into What can I control about this situation? And that's your thoughts and your actions. Sometimes you can control how you feel to a certain extent if you get really good at it, but better to let those feelings flow and allow them and and kind of turn toward them so that they don't control you, you kind of control them. So that's a little bit of a gray zone, but definitely your thoughts and your actions. So if you look at your life and you say, well, I really am dissatisfied in my career. And therefore, when I get home, the one thing that feels good to me, that one indulgence that I can allow myself without asking for anything in return is to eat or to drink wine or to sit on the couch and just zone out and watch TV. You know, these are ways that we kind of numb ourselves to the discomfort or the pain of life. And so when we do that, we feel that stuckness, right? Like, oh, you know, my career is terrible. There's nothing I can do about it. My, my, you know, if I, if I could quit my job, I would, but I can't afford to. Or my boss is terrible. If I just could move to a different department, that would be great. Or my business is not going as well as, as I want it to, you know, but, but it's the economy, right? So we find these outer sources that are supposedly controlling our lives. But that's all just like a belief that we have. They're not really controlling our lives. We have control over our lives. And we have the power 
to change things with our thoughts and our actions. And for many of us at many times in our lives, it's just the thoughts. Okay, I can't control the economy, but I can control my thoughts around that. Instead of worrying about the economy, I can just say, you know what? The economy is what it is. I can't change that. So I'm going to focus on doing my best or my body. It is how it is right now. So maybe it took me 30 years of not taking care of myself to get to where I am now. And that's okay because today is a new day and I can choose to have different thoughts about my body. Can't change my body right now. And I'll tell you something right now. Weight loss should be gradual. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh gosh, I just want to lose those 20 pounds and can I do it in a month or even two months or even three months, I invite you to let that that idea dissipate. That idea has been planted in your head by people who want you to spend a lot of money lose weight, and then they don't care if you gain it back because our bodies are not really designed to lose a bunch of weight and then just stick, you know, you lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Your brain does not like that. Let me tell you, it's not just the fact that you have increased cravings, that you may have lost muscle mass, that you feel deprived, that you want to hurry up and get back to where you were. It's also your brain saying, Let's get back to where we were, like uh, under the rate, not just your conscious thoughts, but that's the homeostasis, right? The body seeking balance. It does not want you to lose weight rapidly. So if you're in that stuck in that zone of, I, I, I hate the way my body looks and it feels, and I want to hurry up and get out of this body into something new, preferably like one of those people that I see on TV or on Instagram as quickly as possible. You, those are thoughts. Those are just your thoughts. And let me ask you a question. Do you think they serve you? Do you think the idea that you have to hurry up and lose a bunch of weight so that you can feel better and look better, has that served you well so far? If it has, fine. But I'll tell you that most of the people who come to us, that idea has not served them. It has failed them repeatedly over and over again. But it's so, again, like alluring, like, oh, I could just, you know, do this crash diet and I could just take these couple of supplements and these drops and, you know, I could work out really hard and drink a gallon of water every day and I'm going to lose that weight and oh, I'm going to feel so good and I'm finally going to be happy. No, 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 no. That's all backwards. It all starts with your thoughts. It all starts with your thoughts and how you are going to interact with yourself. Can you look at your body now and indulge, dare I say, in the idea that you are perfect right now, exactly as you are. Now that feels like a, a healthy indulgence to me. <laughs> You're not going to believe that thought right away, but you can keep thinking it. There's no financial risk or other risk to you for thinking that thought. Hey, you know, what if I were to just like, what if it were easy? What if it was easy for me to love myself? What if it was easy for me to just accept myself as I am? I invite you to, to enter the realm. We, we call it, some of us in the Hendrix world call it easy world. Like, come over here with us to easy world. I'm not saying that my life is charmed or somebody else's life is charmed. But what I'm saying is that, well, what if I just, in my mind, viewed my life as being charmed? That, that wouldn't hurt anybody. It wouldn't hurt me. It wouldn't hurt you. So why not? 
it's almost like there's like some kind of negative consequence of just being and just accepting and just loving ourselves for who we are. There's no negative consequence. There's only upside to that. And, and again, I'm going to bring it back to indulgence. I'm going to invite you to indulge in self-love, to indulge in self-care, to indulge in enjoying, having fun. Like just for a moment, stop and be like, what if this was fun? I'm so serious trying to love myself. Let me hurry up and work hard and love myself. Oh, well, okay, well, we'll stop. That's that's cool that you want to do that. But let, like, can we remember to have fun? And I'm only saying this because this morning I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I could have fun doing this. <laughs> and that's indulgence, right? It feels indul- It feels like something that kids do. I mean, kids have plenty of time to play and have fun. Who has time for that, right? So I am going to invite you to find other ways to indulge. Food can be a beautiful way to indulge when it's done in a way that holistically feels good to you. It feels good before, it feels good during, and it feels good after. If you feel any negative feelings like like guilt or shame or whatever around something, that means that maybe you know that something you did wasn't, you know, this sort of holistic nourishment of your body. It was something else. And and maybe you ate too much or whatever. Uh, but also I'll, I'll speak to the fact that sometimes we feel guilty about things and we should also just let that go. Like it's okay if you have a piece of bread sometimes, you know, it's okay if you, whatever, whatever it is, everybody has their individual thing. Like it's okay to indulge in food in a way that, that for you feels like, ah, oh, yeah, this feels right to me. And you know, you know what feels right. Nobody has to tell you. Like, ah, yeah. So last night I had this, I was at this restaurant and they had the most amazing cake and they, it's all homemade there. And I had an entire piece of cake and I'm trying to lose weight, but you know what? That indulgence felt really good to me. Have at it. But also the more that you indulge yourself in the worldly pleasures, the less likely you're going to have to rely on that one thing, which is food and cake and ice cream or whatever, right? Like if that's your only source of comfort and indulgence, there's a problem. So can you find other ways to indulge and other ways to seek out satiety, satiety of your spirit, satiety of your mind, your intellect, satiety of your emotions? And I talk about this in another podcast where I talk about um, nourish first. Nourish your physical body, your emotional body, your spiritual body, and your intellectual body. Nourish those. So you can go and listen to that one. But the point is that, you know, for you to first be aware, as I mentioned, and discover, you know, what's lacking, what feels lacking. I'm not talking about a number in your bank account (laughs) or a number on the scale. I'm talking about internally, emotionally, what, where do you feel a little bereft? Am I bored? Am I dissatisfied? Am I, do I not have a creative outlet for myself? Examine that kind of stuff. And then that's going to give you that opportunity to say, hey, you know, maybe I can indulge in a long bath. Maybe I can indulge in playing. Maybe I can indulge in reading a really, really good novel. So find other ways to indulge. This is a 20-minute, 23-minute podcast episode to tell you to find other ways to indulge (laughs) besides food. But, you know, there's a lot in there, right? Like easier said than done. So that's why I went through all of that stuff because this takes practice. And so I'm going to invite you to do that. Make a list, you know, just, just 
brainstorm. What are some other things that I can do that feel indulgent, that feel rewarding, that feel like satiety, that feel like creativity, that feel like intellectual stimulation? You know, what are other things that I can do? And just make a list and start doing those, especially if you have a craving. If you have a craving, drink a glass of water and go back to your list. It could be something short. It could be a five-minute thing that you do. So explore that and make it meaningful for you. And I think you're going to find this pretty valuable in your weight loss journey, in your health journey, to discover around that relationship that you have is not quite what you thought it was, and that there's an opportunity for you to change through your thoughts and your actions, to change your relationship with food, to change your relationship with your body, and to feel satisfied in all areas of your life, not just when you're in the kitchen at 10 o'clock at night. So I, I invite you to experience that and explore that. Thank you so much for listening today. We have, as always, we have the Love Challenge going on on Mighty Networks. I invite you to join us there. You can start at any time. We have community and we have tools, specific tools that you can practice to increase your skill in practice in, in basically practicing self-love, right? So you practice those tools and then you practice the skills and then you practice self-love and it's all a practice and you don't have to be perfect at it. And also I will invite you to, and, and the love challenge will be in the show notes so you can access it that way. I also invite you to, you know, if you felt like listening to this, you could thought, wow, this is interesting. I think I want to share this with someone else. Please do share with your friends, your loved ones, whoever you think would benefit, and also write a review. This is going to help because this, talk about creative outlet, like this for me is a creative outlet. Thank you for listening <laughs> to my creative outlet. But, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it's meaningful. And if we share it and we, you know, you subscribe and you, and you write a review, then that makes this podcast more likely to be shown to others that you don't even know, which is cool. This is about empowered health for women. So please share far and wide and please enjoy, enjoy yourself, allow yourself to indulge in a bunch of other cool things. 